0: Silicon Valley Bank was shut down by regulators on Friday, March 10th, and a few days later, Signature Bank was also shut down on Sunday, March 12th. And now there's a lot of misinformation out there on what happened and how it may affect us, which is why I wanted to do a video addressing the common questions that we're getting. And note that Signature Bank's collapse was in large part due to their exposure to cryptocurrency and the big downturn that that particular market faced last year. It left the bank reeling and weakened before the eventual bank run that we saw in March. But for this video, I'm gonna focus on Silicon Valley Bank SVB since it was the much bigger bank and also 90% of the questions that we're getting pertain to SVB. So here are the answers to the questions that you asked about Silicon Valley Bank's collapse. So the first question is, what is SVB and how big is it? So SVB is a bank founded back in the 1980s, and it specializes in the tech sector. It specializes in venture capitalists and startups, which is a very, very volatile market. It actually claims to bank for nearly half of all U.S. venture-backed startups in 2021 and is tightly woven into that sector, the tech sector. SVB had more than $200 billion in assets when it failed, making it one of the largest banks to fail since the Great Recession and one of the largest U.S. banks to fail ever. So what happened to SVB? So SVB met its demise due to an old-fashioned bank run that began in early March. And again, a bank run is also what played a part in Signature Bank's demise as well. So the way banking works is the bank takes your deposits and then uses that money to invest in safe investments like bonds, for example, in an attempt to generate a return and make money for themselves. Now, over the last year or so, the Federal Reserve has increased interest rates, which we've all been seeing in the news, and those bonds that they bought to generate returns are now worth less than they paid. Now, this normally wouldn't be an issue. SVB would just hold these bonds until maturity in about 10 years. But because of the slowdown in tech, because of the rise in interest rates that we've been seeing, and those higher interest rates mean that it costs more to get capital to invest, right? It costs more to borrow money. Clients started dipping into their savings, dipping into the bank to get their money out as a more cost-effective way to do business. So SVB had deposits leaving the bank to pay their customers. And to make good on all of those withdrawals from customers, they ended up having to sell $21 billion worth of securities at a $2 billion loss. After that sale, they said that they would sell equity in the bank to raise another $2.25 billion to shore up their balance sheet, to make sure that financially they're stable and secure. Now, unfortunately, selling assets at a loss and then trying to raise capital to shore up their balance sheet spooked the markets and their own clients and caused a bank run. Now, a bank run is when depositors and investors all go in at the same time trying to pull their money out. And on Thursday, March 9th, investors and depositors tried to pull $42 billion from SVB. By about midday the next day, Friday, March 10th, regulators had shut the bank down. So now that we know what happened, the next common question we're getting is, how did it happen so fast? I mean, within two days, the bank was shut down and seized by regulators. How did it happen that fast? Again, SVB catered to a very niche and specific market, the tech sector and startups. And that sector has done well over the last decade. That sector did well and thus SVB also did very well. Business was good for them over the last decade. But as we see with investing, being exposed to one concentrated area opens you up to a lot of risk. And when things got bad for that very specific and niche market, which is not diversified, it also very quickly got bad for the bank that covers that niche market, SVB. And this is a great lesson that having all of your business in one industry, in one niche market, can be very, very dangerous. So now the most important question that we're getting from all of this is what does this mean for the banking system as a whole and how worried should I be about my own bank? So the overall banking system is fine and SVB probably would have survived if it wasn't for the bank, run, if it wasn't for everyone all at once trying to get their money out. But that's not to say that the banking industry won't feel any pain. Bank stocks are sagging, and it is, of course, possible that issues with SVB could prompt issues elsewhere. There's always a risk of contagion, and that's because banking fundamentally is about trust and confidence. When that trust and confidence erodes, the entire system can become less stable. Still, that's not a reason for you to go to your bank to take out all of your money and to start hiding it under your mattress or in the hole you dug in your backyard. Again, the banking system is strong, and it can handle this kind of uncertainty. And there's also FDIC insurance that can handle bank deposits up to $250,000. And on that note, what is FDIC insurance? How does it work? And will SVB's depositors and creditors be made whole? So FDIC insurance. FDIC stands for Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. And it's a federal agency created in the wake of the Great Depression when lots of banks failed and their customers lost all of their money. It was created to protect the American public and also provide confidence and stability in the American banking system. So member banks of the FDIC program, which are most of them, JPMorgan Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. These member banks pay insurance into an insurance pool that is then used to back up depositors. So if a member bank fails, your deposits up to $250,000 per person per account type are gonna be covered and backed by the US government. Although anything above the $250,000 amount is not insured and there's no guarantee that you'll get that back. So in SVB's case, the FDIC will cover Up to $250,000 for each depositor and each account type. Beyond that number, because again, this is Silicon Valley, it's venture capitalists, they have millions and millions of dollars in this bank. Beyond that number, the Fed, the Federal Reserve, has actually said they will backstop the money in those accounts over the $250,000 limit. And this is to make sure that the contagion of this event doesn't spread to other parts of the banking system and other parts of the economy. If you want to make sure that your bank, the bank that you're using, is covered by FDIC insurance, be sure to visit FDIC.gov so that you can search for your particular bank. You can also use that site to make sure that your deposits, your specific accounts, will be covered. There is an electronic deposit insurance estimator that will allow you to put in different accounts if a single joint is in an IRA and put in the amounts that you may have there, and it will tell you what's covered and what's not under the FDIC insurance program. Again, FDIC.gov. There's a lot going on with SVB, with the banking system as a whole, but I want you to know that the FDIC insurance program, the government backstop, is working as intended. And while this is not the global financial crisis that you may be hearing about in the news, we do expect some more turbulence in the short term but you do need to remember that the banking system overall is very strong and that you should still have confidence in the overall system. If you have more questions on SVB or the banking system as a whole, I would urge you to reach out to your trusted financial professional. Ask for help. They're going to provide you with a proper answer and remind you that while these things may happen, they don't necessarily mean you have to make any changes to your financial plan. Talk to your professional. Thank you. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. Content in this material is for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual.